There comes a time in everyone's life when talk is cheap and it's time to show up to get back to the top and build a legacy. If we grind together, we can take it back. Our team and our city. This is why we play. This is who we do it for. Take it back. For tickets, go to astros.com slash tickets or call 1-877-9-ASTROS. Greetings from Globe Life Park in Arlington, where today the Houston Astros play the second game of a four-game series against the Texas Rangers. Astros started the second half of the season with a loss to the Rangers yesterday, falling 5-0. George Bringer, two hits, including a double-sized sneak, struck out seven and allowed a run in five innings of long relief. But the Astros saw their win streak end at two games. Rangers, meanwhile, they've... One each of their last two. Astros 55 and 34, first in the AL West, seven games ahead of Oakland, and eight games ahead of the Rangers, who are third in the West with a record of 49 and 42. It's time for today's pitching matchup, brought to you by Houston Methodist, the official health care provider for the Houston Astros, Houston Methodist, leading medicine. Garrett Cole toes the rubber for the Astros today, and he finished the first half very strong. Looking forward to seeing what the second half brings for him. Yeah, you could make the argument the last six weeks uh, uh, of the first half, uh, Garrett Cole was the best pitcher in baseball. Last eight starts, uh, had a perfect 5-0 and record with an ERA under two, and all the strikeouts continue to mount. Uh, for Cole, he just looks more comfortable out on the mound. He's not trying to really trick anybody. He's just letting it loose, and his talent really shines. Meanwhile, Jesse Chavez getting the ball for the Rangers. They signed him to be a key part of their bullpen. He pitched well out of the bullpen. He used him a few times as an opener, but uh, he's being used as a traditional starter now. This is going to be his fourth start in that traditional starting role. Yeah, they had an opening in their rotation because they had some lackluster performances from some of the other pitchers, and he was pitching so well out of the bullpen. He's just... He's kind of like their Brad Peacock. He's mm-hmm. just a jack-of-all-trades who excels both in the bullpen and as a starting pitcher. And uh, He just has a lot of different weapons, and he can change things, and he can uh, pitch to a game plan and execute and do a lot of little things. He's not going to throw real hard or, or do a lot of things, but he can really manipulate the baseball. Keys to the game brought to you by Honda. Visit your local Greater Houston Honda dealers for great deals on all models, official sponsor of the Houston Astros. Well, last night's game certainly disappointing, and, you know, you, you give up four runs in the first inning. You're kind of behind the eight ball from the very beginning. And the Astros had some opportunities early, but Lance Lynn just locked in and, yeah. and really weren't able to do anything after that. Yeah, those opportunities were few and far between after the third inning. And, and he pitched great. You know, Bregman came out of the game, so, you know, you lose one of your weapons to, to really try to make a charge. But uh, a lot of credit goes to the, the Rangers, who do a, a nice job of laying off some close pitches, and they got – uh, Framber Valdez out of there, only two-thirds of an inning in that start. And thank goodness for Cy Snead, what he's able to do and, and help the bullpen out so much by throwing five strong innings and keeping the team somewhat in the game uh, at that point. But uh, for the Astros, to get off to a good start is going to be big. Uh, this matchup you, you look at and you see Garrett Cole and you see Jesse Sofez, it looks like the Astros should win this one, but you got to play well. That's right. We'll be back coming up with the manager show presented by Waste Management. And a little later we'll hear from... Astros all-star Michael Brantley, but now this from your local station. What's even easier than hitting a home run into the Crawford boxes? Deep to left field, and you can kiss that goodbye into the Landry's Crawford boxes. How about cracking open a delicious Crawford Bach? Carbox Crawford Bach pairs perfectly with peanuts, stadium dogs, and a good seventh-inning stretch. Plus, a portion of the proceeds from each beer goes to the Astros Foundation to support community initiatives. So root, root, root for the Astros with a cold Crawford Bach this season. How about the Houston Astros? 
Now, a visit with the manager. Brought to you by Waste Management for environmental solutions that deliver economical savings. Go to thinkgreen.com. The one-two. Got him swinging. Nice off-speed there. Odor goes down. And now seven strikeouts for Sneed. There's two away. And his strikeouts this inning to, of Gallo and Odor both have been on that changeup. Cy Sneed was great. He saved the bullpen for the Astros, went five innings. All told, he went five innings, giving up just one run. He only walked one and struck out seven and probably put himself in a spot to perhaps make his first major league start soon. Welcome back to Astro Launch. This is Steve Sparks before the second game of this four-game series with the Texas Rangers. Tough loss last night, uh, AJ, but uh, looking for silver linings. The, the bullpen did a great job, especially Cy Snead, who came in and really bailed everybody out. Yeah, he did. And, and you know, a couple of our guys got to pitch. Josh James got in there and... and uh, Chris Davinsky got in there, and after a long break, you want to get your guys up and running. I didn't want to do it in a in a setting like that yesterday where we're behind, but it was nice to get those guys some action. Cy Snead really did pick up the bulk of that um, of that of those innings that were needed with Fromber coming out of the game in the first inning. So uh, without that, we would have had to use virtually everybody else, and, in, and instead we're going into today pretty fresh. And it was kind of a casualty, though, for Cy Snead because he's not fresh and you had a, a chance to make a roster move that Cy Snead's going to go down to AAA? Yeah, Joe Smith was ready to be activated. We were going to do it uh, most likely tomorrow anyway, but he's ready to get activated. And then with Snead being down for four or five days after 80-plus pitches, we felt like it was important for him to go down and, and, and start his clock of 10 days until he could possibly come back. The, I told him in my office last night that the beauty of that role is – you can be very versatile and pitch in a lot of different roles. The bad part of it is you you know, you, you kind of go on that shuttle back and forth when you have options. So he's put himself ahead of a couple guys that, that um, quite honestly, had were ahead of him at the start of the year, and, and, it, and I told him that. So I think when he comes back, he, you know, he knows he's going to be the guy that we, that we request and the guy that we know can fill in uh, virtually any role in the bullpen. Outside of the results, so what did he show you that you liked? It's just his demeanor. You know, I think these young kids and these guys in their first time through, it's I'm always watching their demeanor and how they handle themselves, how they pitch to the game plan. Are they are they able to slow the game down? A case in point yesterday is a really good example for Snead is when he gives up the run in the first inning that he comes in. He settled in and threw four more innings after that, and he was in control of the game. Yeah. I've, I've seen a lot of guys, actually one of the – the downsides of Frommer's outing last night is he could just never control the inning. He could never get out of it. And Snead showed some maturity that he could come in. Yeah, he gave up a run, and and then he and he settled in nicely. He did that his first outing as well, where got beat up a little bit, but continued to throw good pitches. And um, as a as a starter in the minors, he was built up to handle the the 75, 80 pitches we gave him each of his outings. But his demeanor was what I was the most impressed by. Alex Bregman got beat up a little bit on a, on a bat hop uh, chopper in the third inning. He gets hit on the chin, has to get some stitches, and it's a shot up the middle. Bregman bobbles it. The ball bounced off his face, and Chu reaches. A bad hop right at the very end and crawled up in a hit. Bregman that looked like in the mouth. Boy, that came up and really popped him right in the chin. Yeah, it looks like they're going to they're gonna take him out of this game. Yeah, 5-0 game. I don't blame him. Probably Miles Straw will pop out of the dugout in a moment. Uh, what's his status today? Yeah, he's he's not going to play today. He's got a chance to play tomorrow. We, we're going to be very careful with him. It was a quite a shot, and and you know, beginning last night, I started getting the texts and the requests that he wants to play and he wants to be in there. And <laughs> did, why you did, I take him out? did you expect that? Did you expect that? I mean, it's like it's a it's a <laughs> standard operation, Alex Bregman. But I, yeah. um, he's not completed his all of his testing. We we do feel like we've. 
avoided the big injury or the you know the concussion and things that that we need to get him checked out by maybe a day of rest will do him good uh, he'll be antsy on the bench and, and hopefully tomorrow he's back in there okay so miles straw goes in at shortstop what is your infield coach and bench coach joe Espada tell you about how he's kind of coming along as an well, infielder. I think, I think things are getting a little bit easier for him. His actions are getting a little bit better. He's made a few plays up here that are more versatile and not just your standard operation. You know, we hit these guys ground balls every day before the game. And you can you can hit ground balls right at them all you want. It's different when you've got a game situation and a guy hits a ball. They're never easy hops. Things They're never mind. soft. They're never, you know, you got to do, you got to know with where you're going with the ball. And yeah. I think that's that part of, of playing infield at the major league level has gotten a little bit easier and a little bit more natural for him because simply put you cannot train to, to, to play that position anywhere other than the games I mean you can fundamentally work on your fielding your hands your throwing but the game timing of the timing of the game with the runner going is is really the time where you, you know you got to make the plays Hey, a little bit funky with Garrett Cole the first couple months of the season, but just turned it on in June, uh, early part of this month too. So, what have you seen in the last five to ten games with you, Garrett? You know, he he's he's just really adjusted well to to pitching a little bit differently. He's become a little more unpredictable, which is key. He's gotten feel for his breaking ball and the rhythm in his delivery. He spent a little bit of the early part of the season fixated on on disrupting timing with his delivery and i think that got him a little bit sideways with other parts of his of his pitching that he wasn't able to land his breaking ball that well he wasn't throwing too many change-ups his fastball was pretty predictable and and his rhythm and mechanics were, were a little bit off now he was unlucky a little bit during that stretch of of his bad part of his year but he's really picked up that his rhythm, his timing, his his understanding on how to pitch a little differently than than the opponents expecting, he's been purely dominant. Hey, Ranger starter Jesse Chavez has played for a lot of teams. You've seen him plenty of times. Your your hitters have seen him a lot, uh, but he's got some deception. He changes speeds, does a lot of things. What makes him tough? He's you know he he never throws the same pitch twice, and he and he's very creative out there. He will drop his arm angle. He'll throw changeups, off changeups, and. He'll throw fastball. He'll mix in a slider. Like he, he just never. He's got a veteran little savviness to him that he never does the same thing over and over again, okay. and that that's made him a little bit difficult for for teams to handle. You know, he's, um, you know, he's tough on left-handed hitters. So I, I only have two of them in there today. They're two of our better hitters, but uh, because of that changeup and that split and this little slider that he throows, you got to cover all pitches, and so you, you you better maintain your discipline in the area of the plate that you're watching. Otherwise, he gets you to expand and and he gets some early count outs. All right, AJ, thanks for catching up. You got it, Sparky. Back with more Astro Lunch right after this. There is no better place to spend a Friday night than at Minute Maid Park. That's when we pop the top and light up the sky. So put on your orange and head downtown. Come early, stay late, because Friday nights in Houston are always big and bright. Enjoy Friday Night Fireworks, presented by ConocoPhillips. Take it back to a different decade or theme every Friday night home game. Get your tickets today by visiting Astros.com slash Friday night. Apparently taps the bat on his back shoulders. He awaits, and he rifles this one into left center field as it slices away from Desmond, and it's going to get down. That'll roll all the way to the wall. Springer around third. He'll score. They're going to send out Tuve, and he's going to score. It's a double for Brantley, a two-run double. And that is driven pretty deep to right toward the corner. Long run for Calhoun. Still going back. He leaps, and it's gone. Michael Brantley goes deep, and the Astros go up 1-0. Brantley's 12th of the year. Ladies and gentlemen, your 2019 National League and American League All-Stars. Batting eighth, the left fielder. Long 
time Cleveland Indian now with the Houston Astros, Michael Brantley. Welcome back, Robert Ford, joined by Michael Brantley, one of the Astros' six All-Stars this year, and uh, obviously always special to get selected. And first time you've been selected as a starter, your fourth time going. I know that really had to mean something to you to have the the fan support that you did to to be elected as starter. Yeah, that's great. Um, you know, to go back to Cleveland, somewhere where I played, you know, ten seasons, to go back in front of the whole fans and be a starter. Uh, you know, it's just very appreciative. It's a good honor, and uh, it was a great experience for me and my family. You, as you mentioned, were back in Cleveland where you played 10 years before coming over to the Astros, and you were you got a warm reception every time your your name was announced. It's nice to know that that you're appreciated still. Yeah, I just want to make sure the fans know that you know I appreciate them for what they did for me. I think that's most important. Uh, they supported me throughout my time in Cleveland through the good and through the bad, and I can't thank them enough. Your first All Star selection was with Cleveland back in, in 2014 and I know a lot of times guys will say that first time it, it can be a bit overwhelming. What do you remember about that first All-Star experience? Just everything. Mostly it was Derek Jeter's last one. Mm-hmm. So I got the chance to you know have lunch with him and ask him a few questions, take a picture. So it was more about just the interactions of you know being around him and watching how well respected he was in this game. So that was my biggest memory from that and just enjoying being with all the guys. Was that the guy you were most looking forward to meeting, that, that first All-Star appearance? Of course. Uh, everybody knew it was his last one. Uh, he was a really busy man that time, but took time to talk to all the players and take pictures, uh, class act all the way through. Now, a lot of people may not know this, but that, that week, that All-Star week, a lot of times players will get autographs from each other, exchange jerseys, things like that. What is kind of the protocol when it comes to approaching guys and, and talking to guys and, and asking them for things? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, within the locker room, you always sign for your guys. And, you know, there's a lot of things that you have to sign during All-Star Week. Um, I know a lot of people get some forearm cramps. and, and But at the same time, you know, it's an honor to be there with, you know, the best in the game in that locker room and enjoying the experience together. You were mic'd up with Alex Bregman and George Springer during the All-Star game. What was that like, just having a headset in your ear and, and being mic'd up and, and doing an interview while, while playing a baseball game? Michael's wearing an earpiece and a microphone for us. Hi, Michael. How you guys doing? We're doing good. We've got all Astros mic'd for sound. You've got Alex Brakeman in the middle, George Springer. Oh, He's heads up, to George. You're going to get that. He's not going to get it. It is off the wall. Come out. Throw into second base is too late, and it's a leadoff Ooh, double hey. for Cattell Marte. I'll talk to you. Your teammate Michael Brantley made you uh, hustle with two out last half inning. You okay over there? I'm still out of breath. But on uh, the red carpet earlier, I said Michael Brantley was going to win the MVP, so I had to score for my guy. Is that true, Michael? No, no, no. no. I'm just glad that he scored. Uh, I was watching him huff and puff around the bases, but we got there. That boy <laughs> I forgot how many strikes there are on target on this mic. Don't let us. Uh, one out, Mike. <laughs> Get in your way. Yeah, it was difficult. It was really loud. That's the problem. You know, when the walkout songs came, and you know, when some guys were, when the commentator was talking back to you, you're trying to focus on, you know, hearing the crack of the bat and seeing how hard the balls hit. But at the same time, it was fun. Uh, you know, the All Star game was a fun time. It was a great experience. I'm glad I did it. And your family, I know, was always a, a big part of of what you do. I saw. Your son was on the red carpet with you. Looked like he was signing our autographs along with you. That I mean, that's that's the neat thing about that stuff is you get a chance to share it with your family, share it with your kids. That's what it's all about for me personally. Um, you know, I can, 
yeah, you see what you do on the field, but it's, you know, off the field, the support that my family has given me and, you know, the relationships I have with my wife and my kids, just, the, you know, <clears throat> through the tough times, through the, you know, the good times, they were there for me, and I'm glad they, they experienced it with me. How much of your dad's career, if at all, do you remember as a player? Do you remember more just when he was coaching? Yeah, I just remember him as a coach, um, you know, going to the field with him as a kid and being around all the players and, just thankful that he took me with him. You know, I was always begging to go, but you know I stayed out of the way. But just to be around all the guys and learn at a young age of you know how to be a professional and doing what the best hitters in the game and the best players in the game were doing at a young age, you know, got me to where I am today. Is there are there any any player or players that stand out when you were tagging along with your dad that that really took you under their wing and and, and made a point to try and help you out? No, I wouldn't never mention just one or two guys. Uh, there's a handful of you know guys that have helped me from you know when I was 10 to where I am now. So I just you know thank every one of them when I see them and make sure I keep in contact with the most part if I can if I still have their number. But I just I just appreciative of what everybody's done for me. You know you don't get to where I'm at and be here this long without you know help along the way. Very good first half, obviously an All Star team, first place. What are you looking forward to the the second half of the year? Just playing competitive baseball day in and day out, uh, finishing out the season strong and hopefully going to the postseason. Uh, I know these guys in this locker room work very hard alongside of me, and we're going to push each other to get better every day and just play as a team. All right, Michael Brantley, thanks for joining us, and congrats again. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Back with more of Astro Launch right after this. Hey, join us at Minute Maid Park. That's going to be August 2nd through the 4th for the Astros inaugural Hall of Fame weekend, and that's presented by Houston Methodist, the Astros Hall of Fame is going to celebrate the inaugural class and their contributions to the history of the Astros franchise. Fans attending games the 2nd through the 4th are encouraged to arrive early to participate in pregame promotions and ceremonies. All you have to do is visit astros.com slash hall of fame for game times and schedule of events. That's going to be a lot of fun. It certainly is. Looking forward to seeing who comes to town for that. Which of the, the Hall of Famers in that inaugural class? There comes a time in everyone's life when talk is cheap and it's time to show up. To get back to the top and build a legacy. If we grind together, we can take it back. Our team. And our city. This is why we play. This is who we do it for. Take it back. For tickets, go to astros.com slash tickets or call 1-877-9-ASTROS.